Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. All right, Annie. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Did you have a favorite club or organization that you were a part of at any point in time? Because I guess you could, <laughs> people are still a part of things now. I'm not necessarily, but did you have or That's- have currently <laughs> an organization That's- that you love or a part of or a club? So many things. Um, yes. I think the one that comes to mind, like goofily, I was a part of Humans versus Zombies in college and I loved it. It was so fun. Wow. Um, I won't go into it, but it was a very Why fun not? time for me. Because then it will become a different podcast. Um, but it was a very, <laughs> very fun time. Um, and I was also part of something called ISEC, which is French and stands for something that essentially is, um, it was a kind of professional organization where uh, the goal was cultural understanding and exchange. So we would arrange internships um, for people to go. I did a lot of them um, in different countries, but we would also, if people from different countries were arriving on an internship, we would kind of be there like, here's where you should go in Atlanta or somebody that they could talk to or um, help. And, And through that, I did a lot of mentoring. Um, I did a lot of, I taught a lot of classes and I got to meet a lot of really, really awesome, awesome people and dance a lot because that's, uh, there's opening dance ceremonies. So. <laughs> oh my. Oh, Do yeah. we have videos of this? Because I, I need I to see. I hope not. <laughs> I need I someone not. to tell me if there is. I'm going to have to start like looking at your friend groups from college. No. Figure no, out no there's no, some no. videos out there. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I, I thought about it. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever been a part of a club or an organization really in like as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I feel kind of sad. I was like, maybe I should be. Maybe I need to look at things. I, I had been asked to be on boards of things. Is that the same thing? But I realized sure. later that being on a board meant you pay in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like this is a racket where, you know, when they have the uh, who's who's book uh-huh. and you had to pay an amount of money to have your name in there. And there's like 10,000 names in there. I felt like it was sort of that, but, you know, I digress. Because I can't remember much outside of the fact that I was in a lot of religious organizations and clubs in college. And then in high school, I was in a few uh, for sure. I was in the Rotary Club, and I was the president, and I got a scholarship. That's what I cared about. I know, right? Uh, Right? Uh, I think there was like three of us. I'm still okay with it. Still. Still okay with it. Uh, (laughs) But why are we talking about organizations and initiatives and clubs? Well, today we're switching up a bit for our women around the world. I'm going to timestamp this because things change and uh, new initiatives come through, new organizations come through, and, you know, time is a beast around here. Uh, So it is... uh, Oh, it's 1123 or November 23rd, 2021. So really coming in close on the uh, Thanksgiving holidays for us in the U.S. Not when it's released. It'll be end of November, which is the last day of Native American Heritage Month for the U.S. And we just wanted to go out with a little bit of a bane. Although it's not necessarily in the U.S., uh, it's still considered within North America. So we wanted to talk about a few of the organizations that are happening and initiatives that have happened within the Canadian area, maybe part of the border as well. 
And yeah, just in case you didn't know, we have been talking about some phenomenal uh, women who, or uh, individuals uh, who are killing it in the world of pushing boundaries, expectations, and making change. And again, we wanted to bring attention to several connected initiatives and organizations that have been doing the work in the world of missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and two spirits. Um, yeah, so today we wanted to look at Friend of Sisters in Spirit. It starts with us and the No More Silence uh, organization in the Canadian area that have been working to advocate for the Indigenous communities toward the Canadian area and borders. So, um, Sisters in Spirit was founded in 2004, led by the Native Women's Association of Canada, or the NWAC. The initiative was established to not only get more information and data about the unknown statistics in regards to violence against Indigenous women in Canada, but to also bring awareness of the growing problems of the violence against Indigenous women and the many who continue to go missing and are hurt or killed, but sometimes not acknowledged or investigated at all by officials. This campaign was able to establish uh, getting enough attention by this initiative, like making sure that people are understanding what's happening. So this helped get a government funding to push forward with this initiative. So the Sisters in Spirit received a $5 million grant from the Status of Women Canada to research and estimate a reliable number of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. They were able to share stories of the families of the victims, uh, able to problem solve issues and reasons for the continued violence. And they were able to find solutions and increase ways to keep those at risk safe. And they were able to release the initial reports in 2008 with their first document titled Voices of Our Sisters in Spirit, a report to families and communities, and soon published a second one in 2009. These reports were able to give quantitative and qualitative data and analysis, which included stories shared by victims' families and friends, education toolkits for communities with safety measures for Indigenous women, outreach and support for the community. And though the initiative was disbanded in 2010 due to the government deciding to not continue with the funds, the initiative was able to release a new report that gave a detailed history of how colonization impact Indigenous women and identified 582 women and girls who were missing or murdered at the time. Right. So when they disbanded, uh, they did a different type of initiative uh, with lesser funding under a different title. And many criticized this uh, new group, uh, saying it was watering down the previous works as well as what was needed to actually get the correct number. So many were not happy. And this initiative uh, was able to lead to other community-based groups or initiatives, including the families of Sisters in Spirit. And it starts with us as, uh, as well. So Families of Sisters in Spirit is a grassroots program that started in 2011, so quickly after the first uh, was disbanded. Uh, but this program works to support the families of the missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and two spirits. Uh, whether it's supporting emotionally, financially, uh, they work to serve the families as they work to also continue to spread awareness within the movement and the victims through uh, fundraisers, campaigns, events, and so much more. And this was the answer to the government discontinuing funds for the original Sisters in Spirit initiative, literally uh, taking it on themselves to fund it. So they are not getting any money and they're trying to do it as, again, a grassroots and continue to work in shining light on the ignore of the missing and murdered women and girls and two spirits. 
And they have teamed up with It Starts With Us and No More Silence to continue to push forward in finding solutions, data, and a way to support the indigenous communities as well as tell the stories of the victims and their families and friends. And just a quick background on these, No More Silence was established in 2004 to gather data and the names of missing and murdered indigenous women and girls. Co-founder Audrey Huntley has been working to bring awareness and advocate for the victims and families through this organization, as well as documenting and interviewing families and friends within the communities, including one called Traces of Missing Women, which was a documentary of her research road trip where she interviewed 45 family members of victims. Right. And it starts with us, I think, is the database that kind of helped with all of these organizations as well. Again, allowing for the family members and friends of victims to come and tell and share their stories uh, as they wanted. So it's a really incredible group of people, as well as uh, the sites. If you want to go and visit them, it does have different documents as well as videos and stories and personal accounts. Uh, And just a side note, and I feel like we say this every time as we are trying to find those people who are doing such amazing work. Uh, researching these interconnected groups uh, was it a bit difficult. Uh, some of these sites may not may not have been updated for a while now. I was trying to get dates, but still we wanted to talk about them um, and what they've been doing as they have shed a lot of light on the dire need of just getting correct data. And, you know, we are big proponents on making sure that research is there and that research is complete in who they are looking at and what they're looking for. Um, and one report showed that in 2014, that the data they were able to collect by doing boots to the ground work was very different. Uh, than the numbers in the law enforcement database, meaning uh, it showed a vast difference in what was being reported versus what was actually happening. There was a bigger number when people were doing the boots on the ground work uh, than what was in law enforcement. So that should tell you a lot. And again, a reminder that oftentimes that these cases are not even taken seriously and most likely not in any government database. So there's a lot out there that we don't know. And I... Honestly, researching all of these numbers, my heart hurts that it looked like some of the earliest amounts of data came from 2005, 2004, when we know since the beginning <laughs> of what was what we know as the U.S., uh, there has been so many, so many victims out there that are not accounted for. And uh, I will say that the Families of Sisters in Spirit Facebook is current. So I saw things that were posted like they, like. 15 hours ago even. So they do have a lot of things going on, whether they are doing marches, whether they are doing protests, whether they're out there just uh, making conversation on what is happening, as well as at least uh, highlighting those who are missing that law enforcement may not be doing anything about. Just to put that out there. Um, So also with that, if anyone knows more on these initiatives and organizations or things that are linked together, please let us know uh, if you're in that area and you know about them, you've been involved, or you at least uh, have heard uh, what's happening and they have events. Tell us. We want more. We need more information. Yes. And you can send that information to us at our email address, which is stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can also find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Doing that work for us. Mm-hmm. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 